Hey, Lauren. Hi, Hi, everyone. Caitlin, Lauren, Evelyn here for our weekly tea time. How are you ladies this week? Good. I have my tea. Are you all bringing your tea? I am bringing my seltzer in my favorite mug, so it feels like tea. But so I have my trusty water bottle. But at least it's not I... vodka. No, yeah. <laughs> That's what we were trying to avoid. Caffeine yeah. and alcohol. Yeah. Why? Why? Can you remember? Why are we trying to avoid that? <laughs> we can review that today. Maybe that's a good thing. I Maybe. found that I'm not drinking Six. water, so I need to go back to like carrying my water bottle around, yeah. like, all this, which I always used to have. And I would think it'd be easier being at home to just drink water, and it's not. Yeah. So this is now attached to me again. That's good. Sorry, From like kitchen to living room to. <laughs> yeah. I should just get water bottles and place them throughout the house so right. every room has a water bottle. Well, I would find like, oh, I'm thirsty. I need to go get water. And then like my toddler would need something or I'm pulled outside and I'm like, but yep. wait, I'm still thirsty. But yeah, it's harder to get to water mm -hmm. than you think it would be. Yeah. I like literally start diagnosing myself with like, I'm like, I'm tired. I'm I think I'm depressed. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't had water all day. Coffee's not water. Mm -hmm. And I will just drink a huge glass of ice water and everything in my life improves. It's kind of incredible. So yeah. Water, water upkeep. The basic needs come first. Yeah, I saw, you know what I saw that it really reminded me of, of our discussions. I saw one of those, um, and you guys probably can speak to it so much better than me. One of those triangles about like our primal needs and it's like basic food, water, shelter, and then, you know, safety and then family and love. And then like all the way up the top, it's like friends and socializations, like all these other things. But I think we all in the early weeks at least were in this like suddenly we we were at the top of the triangle or the pyramid and then we were kicked back down to like i, I remember with my husband it's like do we have enough food to get through this mm -hmm. will there be food are we safe do we have the things we need to like just literally survive which is a very uncomfortable place to be and it's a very unfamiliar place to be Mm -hmm. I think that's why I reminded some moms of the early uh, postpartum days because I, Evelyn, you probably are the same. When yeah. I first meet with a woman, I ask her about those needs first. And sometimes I hear like, well, no, I haven't been eating. And it's like no amount of therapy is going to help you feel better if you haven't eaten all day. Right. So you get those needs met first. But you're right in these times when even the basics kind of get taken away or we have major sleep disturbances and we're not getting the rest that we need. Uh, it's like, okay, that's what you're tackling first. And then we can talk about all the other things like yeah. tea time, but you need sleep and you need food. And, and yeah. then you write safety too. And that right now, um, mm -hmm. that in constant anxiety. Yeah. I find myself also, I get into a cycle of when I'm anxious, I don't sleep. And then if I don't sleep, I have, I struggle more the next day. And then it, I struggle and then I'm anxious. Like it just becomes this cycle of not sleeping and also feeling terrible all the time. <laughs> it's great. I'm not there now, which is why I can talk about it. <laughs> it's always in retrospect. Yeah. Do you find myself doing that too, where I'll like, like all of a sudden I'm just like staying up later and later and I couldn't even tell you what I'm doing. It's not that I'm doing anything productive. It's probably just continuing to worry. And then I kind of have to just regroup myself you know, do all the things that I like to do for self-care so that I can kind of um, just put some of those anxieties, like, to rest for a little bit. Like, even if it is, like, going through a checklist of, like, I've done this, this, and this, okay, like, that's done, and kind of putting it aside, 
then just also making it a habit to kind of like turn everything off because mm. I'm definitely guilty of like taking my phone to bed mm. and remembering to like, okay, I'm just going to leave it here. Like I don't, like I don't need it. I'm trying to go to sleep. I shouldn't be looking at anything. So, mm -hmm. and then once I kind of get back into that habit, then my, my sleep evens out too. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, I'm glad we're talking about this because one of the things on my mind right before we started was like, I want to talk about how our mental health right now is affecting us physically uh, because I had a recent conversation with my mom who suffers from migraines and she's like, well, I've been having a migraine every day and, and I've noticed you know, some tension in my jaw. Um, I had a night a few nights ago where I had trouble sleeping. You know, these, and we think about with our kids too, the sleep disturbances, the nightmares, the belly aches, things like that of, okay, it, what is this really? Is this a health thing? And also COVID symptoms sound like anxiety. So <laughs> how many times have you all thought that you've had it? And Caitlin, you probably, have. probably. You, you have had it. Yeah. Um, so you think that you have it in with the, the tightness in your chest. And it's like, wait a second, is this anxiety? Because our mental and physical health are so intertwined with this. Um, I wanted to hear about what you all have seen and gone through physically and mentally. Yeah, no, I personally, when you said the tightness in your jaw, well, last three nights, my husband has woken me up several times because I'm grinding my teeth, which I haven't done in years. Um, like, I know that's something I do and I'm just like stressed, not sleeping well. And it's been like literally years it hasn't happened. And all of a sudden I'm just doing it and I'm waking up with like that, mm. that tightness. So yeah, like, I think it's, some of it's like, even though I'm not, may not be feeling it quite during the day, it's coming out somewhere. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Yeah. I don't think I'm experiencing any physical symptoms. I feel like I'm in a place right now where I'm actually feeling better than I felt, I think, since this all started. Um, but it's interesting to watch other people that I know go through their process because it's all like everybody has their own individual timeline. Like my friend said to me yesterday, oh, yeah, we lost it on the kids and we flipped out on the kids. And I was like, oh, I did that like week one, day two. <laughs> it's like yeah, at least, done that. like, wow, I that's, that that's off my to-do list. That's so week one of you. Like what is week six? You haven't flipped out on your kids yet? Um, so there's this, I don't know, like watching other people. And like uh, one of my husband's coworkers texted him like, oh, that text something like they're having some conflict. I, I'm noticing a lot of people, I'm one of them, is having conflict with other people. And like, Part of it is, I think like for me, I think everybody else is their pre-pandemic self, you know, like I don't see the struggle because we're not seeing anybody. And mm -hmm. so uh, my husband's coworker texted and was like, oh, are you guys also struggling? And he was like, yeah, yeah, of course, of course we're struggling. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, of course we're stressed out. Of course we're, so I don't know. There's this like collective depression, anxiety, and stress, but it's all like happening. Everybody has their own peak or their apex as a Cuomo, as daddy Cuomo would say. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> and it goes back and forth and it, it can be nice to reach out to people who are in a better place to hear like, yes, I've been through that. And I flipped out on the kids and I had uh, the trouble sleeping and, and you might go back to that. And, oh, yeah. but it is nice to think about it. Like, okay, like I'm, I'm feeling okay right now, but if I have another bad day, what helped me the last bad day? Um, and what helped me feel bad? And on the good days, what's, what's the theme on the good days? Like 
um, what did I do or not do that lent itself to increase the odds of that being a good day? Was it I got the two walks outside? Was it um, I only had one cup of coffee in the morning versus four? That's never, uh, that's never me. <laughs> Aileen, I'm going to keep working on you. Okay. <laughs> but trying to notice that, I mean, we have all this time, but no time, but we have time during the day to be thinking about this of like, what about this day feels good and right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I had this wonderful moment two days ago where I was watching my husband play um, ball with the kids out in the backyard. It was like 3.30, 4 in the afternoon on uh, some weekday. And um, I, I had this wonderful thought of like, this wouldn't be happening otherwise. And I, I would never want this to happen for that to happen. But to, I tried to like soak that in and remember that for when I was having a hard moment of like, these are the moments that feel really good and special and fill up my wellness bucket to help me feel better. And I'm going to hold on to this Definitely. to remember for when I'm stressing out the next time. Cause I know I'm going to have another freak out moment at some point. Yeah. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. I think, um, so I had an interesting afternoon yesterday because I talked to three different friends all kind of consecutively and not planned. And what I found is that everybody is struggling, but like, in different aspects of this. Like I talked to, you know, this one friend all about, you know, the kids and being home with kids and how difficult that is and, and how their anxiety is coming out aggressive in aggressive behavior. And what are we going to, you know, there's just like this whole unknown. And then my friend called me and she's like, has might have to sell her house because their income is gone. And, mm -hmm. and she went to go see her mother and she couldn't hug her and she was in tears. And it's like, there's this, I don't know. I felt very in that. And I know like we can't discount anybody's, I'm not trying to discount anybody else's, but I think it just, for me, gave me a little perspective on, yeah, I'm feeling bad for myself. Yes. I'm a very social person and I miss, I really, really, really miss human connection of any kind, like just face-to-face -face connection. And, but at least I have an income and at least I have, you know, like the fundamental things in that triangle are met for me, like housing and food and clothing for my children. And, and it's, I don't know, there's so many people that have it so much worse than I do. And every week that this drags on those financial, um, financial struggles, I think grow for people as stimulus checks are not coming in or they're not enough. And, you know, I don't know, it's just, there's worse people out there and like being home with my kids is not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Maybe I just stopped feeling so bad for myself. So yeah. And being home with your kids, you staying healthy and out of the hospital system and out of, you know, passing along since your husband had it, passing along to other people helps that person in a way by, you know, um, trying to make this end as quickly as possible. And then for um, people in financially good situations, being able to donate when you can, or you all both found masks like miraculously. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes back to like your heart breaks for that friend and you, it increases your gratitude. And then it's like, okay, well, what can I do to help? All right, I'm going to stay healthy and make sure we're not spreading it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in other ways that you've given, like with the masks, mm -hmm. uh, it's, such a, um, it's a good way to look at it. And then just being a support for that friend too and being able to listen, even though you can't whisk away those problems for her as much as you wish you could. Yeah, but I mean... 
I know for me, it's like when I'm in that dark place, just talking there, like, I don't need any solutions, but I just need someone to listen to and listen to me. And so I did that for her. Yeah. And what else, what else am I going to do? Yeah. There is something really helpful of just kind of like getting it out, like having that release because yeah. otherwise you're just holding on to it. And then that just, it builds and builds and builds and like, you want to be able to release it in sort of a controlled way, not like when we kind of just lose it. Um, so whether it is like, you know, talking to the friend that like just lost it on my kids, like, yes, like we're all doing that, but just let it out. Like it is, it's okay. Cause we're all, like we said, we're all kind of struggling in, in one way or another from week to week, like one week, something might be challenging. The next week it might be something else that's different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, it'll come out some way or another, like with teeth grinding or yeah. the tension in my jaw. But yeah, just being able to talk. And Evelyn, I know, you know, in my sessions with my clients, sometimes it is just a vent about this with me because there is no solution to this. And mm-hmm. I've been hearing a lot of um, one of the big things I noticed this past week was my baby's growing up so fast and my mom's not there my dad's not there mm-hmm. to see this and we facetime but you know it's not the same. okay it's not the same you know we talk about sending videos of the kids and all it's so it's just not the same let's establish that so there's that great loss there and sadness around it and i'm a th- like i can't change that for the person but i acknowledge like that is hard like and and week by week for a baby is huge um, and you are missing out on these moments and those moments are for you as a parent. You want to share them. You want your mm-hmm. child of your baby developing um, and you're grateful that he or she is healthy, but you want to share it with your family and your close friends. And that's such a loss I've been hearing um, from, yeah. from the moms I've been working with. Right. And like the uncertainty of when it's going to end. Right. So like, we don't know, like, is it just like these first three months of baby's life? Is it more than that? You know, I've had, I've had people kind of also talk about like how, how could we plan some kind of trip, you know, even like three or four months from now, you know, will it be safer? Will it make sense? Will I drive somewhere versus flying? Do we then stay separated where we are, but we're like slightly closer? So it's like, I think a lot of people are sort of brainstorming, you know, what it's going to be like to keep continue living with this at some point to kind of just kind of mitigate some of the distancing we've had to do immediately, but how, how, are, how is life going to go on too? So it's almost a, it's a little <laughs> bit hopeful of like, how do we, how do we continue to deal with this um, yeah. in some way? It's hard. I actually said that last night to my friend. I said, you know, I think what adds to this is that unknown. It's, it's very similar to labor. This is like my birth doula, you know, background mm-hmm. coming up, but it's, it's so similar to labor because we're in it right now and we cannot see our way out of it. We do not know when it's going to end. We don't know if, I mean, probably not tomorrow, but we don't know if two weeks from now they're going to say, all right, we're in the clear. We got the tracing and testing up and running. Everybody go back. Or if it's six months from now, you know, and it, it's that kind of unknown of like what this is going to look like and the timeline of it. You know, if somebody told me mm-hmm. just hang in there, August 1st, everything's going to be back to relatively normal, you know, then you could at the very least like make dates with people and have things to look forward to. One of the things I hear the most and I feel the most is this monotony. Like there's nothing to break up the week from the weekend Mm -hmm. and the, and the one week from the other, like I I literally, I talked to my husband. I'm like, 
well, didn't that just happen two days ago? And he's like, that was three weeks ago. And I'm like, there's no way. And we'll look up like day, like we'll try to like timestamp things on our phone. And, and I always lose. Cause I always think things happened like a day ago. And it was like 12 days ago that things happened, but who can tell who every can day tell? is the same. And my, I was like, Oh yeah, this morning. And my husband was like, that wasn't this morning. I was like, no, that was literally this morning. He's like, what? And then yesterday, so I think I mentioned this, our first tea time. Like I didn't know what day it was. And my daughter checked her um, days of the week on these. She did it yesterday. She's like, what? She's like, what is today? And she pulls down her pants and looks at her underwear. And that like, is going to be a very uncomfortable pandemic habit to I'm gonna have to break that, and and but then I'm thinking, do we all need days of the week? I think your daughter, you're gonna to have to give her like a day planner and be like, listen, this is no other planner. It's so true. The days just like they bl blend. like blend into each other. Like I find right. myself in the morning when I wake up and I'm like, okay, it's eight, it's nine. Like, what am I gonna do all day if it's not a day that I'm like working? And it, like the day feels endless and then I blink and then it's like four o'clock and I'm like, oh, I got to figure out something for dinner or whatever. Like it's, it, it's like we have all this time, but then it's gone in this weird way. So I don't know, like. It's like we have so much yeah. time and none at all. Right. And it's, yeah. Like what are things we can do to distinguish weeks from one another or weekends? Like I want something to look forward to. I used to look forward to like mm -hmm. having dinner with friends or going out somewhere with my family or. I don't know, babysitters. We have kind of, we have still kind of um, tried as best we can to kind of separate the weekends. And so, and thinking of like things to do with the kids, which is what we would normally do since we both work during the week, like Monday to Friday. And my husband bought these like pedal go-kart thingies, like for one for my older one, and then like a tricycle for the baby. And so the weekend's activity was to like put them together and like play with them. And so that was something that they were looking forward to like last week. So we did this last weekend and it was nice for us too, because it is fun when like you're going to go do something brand new with your kids. Um, so we tried to like save like big activities for the weekend and had, like we put it up on our calendar so they know, I mean, they can't read, but like they know something is there yeah. um, to at least break up like the Monday to Friday and the weekend. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's I, right now. <laughs> so just to pivot, because I feel like this is a great time to talk about it. How? What are our tips for working from home with children? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> or what not to do, Laura? No, I'm just well, I, I like go in and out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. It's so really like hard. Out, hard to explain that. So my husband's in an important meeting right now. And so I have the baby monitor here yeah, yeah. and I have, you know, my preschooler on the iPad because um, she, she gets it while he's napping. So I don't lose my mind. Um, yeah. yeah, this is, you know, when I'm with a client, like that's doors locked. It's I like privacy concern. Yeah. That, so my husband's work obviously doesn't have the confidentiality and the sensitive nature around it as mine does. I sweet. <laughs> I'm going to pause myself, okay. maybe. I'll be okay. right back. No problem. Laura. I basically I need to hear your tips though. So okay, we'll we'll try to come up for some <laughs> with some. <laughs> what are your tips, so, Evelyn? So mine. So my like we tr we actually tried out a couple of different things, kind of from like the first couple of weeks and what we're doing now. 
first couple weeks, I tried to kind of do sessions in between, like here and there and in between, um, and like watching the kids in between, that was disastrous because it's so inconsistent for my kids. Cause I'd like come back if I had an hour or two and then it'd be like, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, okay, now I have to leave for another hour, two hours. And so that, that just didn't work for us. So what I ended up doing was just condensing all of my, luckily, luckily all the people that were still working with me and then new ones, um, new people that reached out for therapy kind of just all fit into Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so I do have two very long days. I mean, I essentially work from like nine to nine those days. I have like breaks in between, so I don't, but I, I actually am just totally. Nine, like, nine, nine. Yeah, it's a long yeah. day. Wow. That's a lot. Um, That's a lot like for any job, but I feel like therapy is so much because you're taking yeah. in so much I don't have and you're like, holding such space for yeah. people. I don't have something every single hour, but like the like few, there's like a few gaps. And I mean, for better or for worse, like people are calling and like, do you want therapy? Which I think is great. I'm really it's, glad people are reaching out for therapy. It's been, I think it's been very helpful for a lot of like new people that have started. Yeah. Um, so I do have, I do put breaks in there for myself. So I don't like, I need to eat and like drink and drink water and all that stuff. Um, but that, that has worked for us. It's, it is tough on my husband because he's got the kids all day long. And he's um, working as well, right? And he's working, you know, he's got his typical nine to five ish schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's in a lot of meetings. So it's, it's, that's tough. And so we just, we do rely on like the TV or the tablets during the times where like, they, he just can't be with them, but it's not like nap time yet. Or like, he can't, you know, give them a snack what's, or something. What's nap time? Yeah. So that's sleep life with kids is like a whole different story. In too. Oh yeah. I wanted an update on that. Um, you were trying her. Yeah. We, sh- we just shifted our, like everybody's just sleep just shifted later. to later and that has been working much right. better for us. Oh, good. So and then it's just you time in the morning, right? Gives us a little bit of time in the morning. It's also nice. Cause like we kind of sleep in, I mean, you know, sleeping in until 7.30 is considered Oh, oh God. Whoa. Um, because <laughs> nice. they were, they were getting, they were starting to wake up at like six and, oh which God. they don't even do, you know, pre-pandemic life. Yeah. Um, and so we ended up shifting everything. And so they don't take a nap until like three, maybe four. They don't go to bed until about nine or 10. Wow. But it's, working and everybody's sleeping better we're not like people aren't waking up in the middle of the night and wanting to be tucked back in like people are sleeping like kids are sleeping through the night (laughs) so we can sleep through the night yeah (laughs) and so it works and whenever we come out of this we're obviously gonna have to shift that but it's working now and if it's working I'm not gonna mess with it right yeah if it works don't mess with it yeah absolutely picker of tea time yeah. <laughs> if it works, don't mess with it. Yeah. Awesome. So, but yeah, I mean, working is still tough, but it that having those two, like, they are two long days. I mean, I'm happy that, like I said, people are reaching out and getting the help that they need. And I really do enjoy those days. Um, but then it's easier because it leaves me three full days where I can just take the kids and my, my husband has been trying to shift, you know, having more of his meetings on the days that I'm home. And that works for us. I mean, sometimes he can't avoid a meeting on a Tuesday or Thursday. He works for New York City. So he's, you know, 
he's on a lot of meetings. Mm. So because there's something um, going on there right now. <laughs> no, like, no, just, just, he works for <laughs> he works for the water authority, so your city still needs clean it's drinking important. water. So yeah. now more than still ever, probably. busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that works for us, but like I know, and you know, Laura, I guess you can talk about kind of what works for you, but that has seemed to work the best for us. And like I said, when we need the tablets or the TV, it works. And if it works, I'm not going to mess with it. So those are my tips. I don't know if that's, everything you just said is yeah. like, what is working for me and, and what it seems like is working for other people who have two working parents. Mm -hmm. And it's basically like, I mean, for us right now, my husband is the breadwinner. So his work comes first and foremost. Um, but, and for the first couple of weeks of this, it was, I didn't work at all because I couldn't, I just, he was trying to get set up and I, you know, honestly, emotionally, I wasn't in any place to be creative or work. And right now that's what my work is. It's like creating and launching a new thing, which is difficult to do when you yeah. don't have your basic needs met. Um, but now we're in a much better place where like his work is a lot more balanced and he can like, I'll let him know, Hey, I have this meeting or Hey, I have this call or Hey, I need a couple hours to do this, you know, during the daytime and, and we'll be able to trade on and off. Like right now the kids are out in the backyard with him so that I can have a relatively quiet house. You may hear some screaming, but everybody's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think, and, and being honest when you can, hopefully you, everyone listening to this has a supportive job, but being honest about it. So, and even with my clients, so like Evelyn, I condensed my clients, but every once in a while when you reschedule and I, they know, like I reschedule it for nap time or in the evening, um, something where I know I have a better chance of my husband be able to come in. And then something else I recommend um, is going over the schedule regularly with each other and basically doing a game plan. So mm -hmm. um, and I talk about this in my relationships workshop I did, which um, I just now recorded online. it, yeah. which is now online. And I so it's like it. very fresh in my head. I recorded it last Saturday. And um, so I went over it and I've been practicing it diligently with my husband. It's helped so much um, because we also schedule in okay, you can come with our afternoon nap or like, okay, we can do our big dinner on this night, you know, this exciting dinner. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, but definitely, uh, you know, we used to do it on a weekly basis right now because of what's been going on and how things are a little more chaotic. It's about like almost every day we review it. Um, so we go over it every week, but then every day in the morning, we go over, okay, when are your important meetings for the day that you can't miss? Um, and I remind him if I'm seeing any clients or remind him, like, I really need to do this for my job. Um, so that's like our uh, morning meeting we have. And oh, I then, love it. And then we go over it for the week. And I recommend that even post-pandemic practicing that um communication of, is so hard yeah so yeah. hard you you'll get into this like work mentality with each other of just like you're juggling everything's up in the air and you're all you're just trying to catch it and prevent something from falling on the floor rather than proactively being like here's our game plan this is what i can't miss how can you pick it up or do i need to reset like what 
Mm -hmm. problem solving and it makes you feel much more in control of the situation and then you can plan those nice things um self-care things there's a um workshop i want to do at the nesting place so that's up on the calendar and that's going to be a me time thing and his birthday's coming up so we're starting to talk about that Ooh, we should like, talk about that next week yeah celebration my birthday's coming up too and mother's yeah. day is coming up and i'm like how do i how do i distinguish that from every other day Having a hard time coming up with possible. it. I know. So let's talk. yeah, we celebrated our, our topic four-year-old's birthday a couple weeks ago. It was the beginning of April. How um, did it go? It, it went well. Um, we decorated the living room. Maybe maybe in our next video I can show you how we decorated because and it was tough because this was the first year that she knew really understood what a birthday is and wanted a party mm. with her friends like from daycare and things like that so obviously we couldn't do that we did do a zoom family birthday call um and i did like kind of go a little bit overboard with baking rainbow unicorn cupcakes and if it's all you have you just do it yeah so yeah. that's what we did and she loved it like she she got a she got a kick out of it and like it, it just, you know, it is what it is. That was her first fourth birthday party. Um, but my husband's birthday is coming up next month as well. And yeah, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Well, lots of May birthdays. Okay. So next yeah. week we're going to talk, Let's about talk about that. Let's brainstorm. Celebrations in the Ooh. time of COVID-19. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awesome. All right. How are we signing off for this week? What are, what are our little gems of advice for sending people along week six? What would our theme be for this week, Laura? We didn't even talk about that, but like, what do you think, yeah. what do you sense the mood is this week? Cause I know mine is like, I feel like I'm in a, in a better, like this is our new normal kind of a place, but I'm curious what, what the word on the street is. We're, we're on the screen we're on the zoom like people people i think are better with it but i think noticing the physical um impact of this whether it is sleep notice if you're reaching for another glass of wine or needing another cup of coffee um and first and foremost noticing and acknowledging it um is the the first thing to do as i said um so the physical link and then i would say to um acknowledging the loss that's happening here with the time and those of us with small children and those with babies especially newborns they're feeling that so greatly right now so whether that you know you need to be journaling doing videos documenting it in some way that feels special but acknowledging that it isn't the same yeah i love that yeah. that's great yeah i think my only words of wisdom for this week are, are what i said earlier like if something is working don't mess with it i like just that. go with that we need for that now. on a mug maybe we'll get tea time mugs yeah. <laughs> that's perfect do that right. and the family logistics meeting i think are the yes the that is so important because we yeah. are doing that as well like on a daily basis yeah oh. there we go Here's perfect timing <laughs> all right bye ladies have a great week bye <laughs> bye